Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. How sweet it is to be loved by you. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios, with Jeff Calkins on today's show, presented by Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas, online at redrivertoyota.com. We're back with The Gabe Kuhn Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. Jeff Calkins is columnist at the Daily Memphian, and also host of the Jeff Calkins Show. You can find him on Twitter at Jeff underscore Calkins. Can I get a round of applause over there? We, we have a return here on the show. Five o'clock spot. Glad to have you back, Jeff. How are you? I'm good. I brought the Michigan weather back and uh, Feels for you to enjoy just briefly. Just a little bit of a taste of uh, what we had up in northern Michigan. But uh, otherwise, you know what? I, my, my experience is that I'm always happy to go on vacation. And, you know, you're thrilled to pack up the car, get going. And then you're always, it's one of the great joys. Then you're always thrilled to get home. Yes. Like, oh, God, home, glad to be home. Although the travel is always the little bit. You, you, I, I resent the travel at least a little bit. You resent the travel between the places. Well, it's true. And what we saw this over the last 10 days, I, mean, I was only missed three days of radio, but over the last 10 days of, you know, it was over the July 4th and whatever. If you were flying, you were totally screwed because uh, planes canceled, delayed, like people stranded left and right, including people, various people in my uh, sort of in family who are traveling to various places. And then if you were driving, less screwed, but I guess uh, is, uh, is, is more manageable now. That's good. But it's just an ordeal. Like yesterday, I drove from northern Michigan to Memphis, and it's, it was 13 and a half hours yesterday. <laughs> um, and so you got to be a bit of a road warrior for 13 and a half hours. you got to be able to and plow. And is it you had both the dogs with you? I had two dogs with me. Yeah, okay. but, uh, yeah I had three dogs with me, actually, because uh, my sweetheart, Claire, was with me, and so she is a dog. So... Uh, you got to, you know, you got to date people with dogs, for God's sakes. And so, uh, and so that makes three dogs. But what we would do, and this is my new policy on, on going for a long drive with dogs. I, I used to do the whole thing where you stop at a, at a, at a, you know, wherever you're stopping to get your gas. And there'd be the pathetic little patch of grass and you get your dog out on a leash. And yeah. I don't do that anymore. Now what I do is I get out and I find a somewhere where there's a giant piece of grass. It could be like 
honestly, on the way up to Michigan, there's a VA hospital that has a big old field, or sometimes it's a church, or sometimes it's a fairgrounds that's empty because it's only two. And I find, and I let the dogs run and have a good time, and I walk. And uh, and if it means that I have to stop in two places, you know, one place for the dogs to have a little bit of a romp, and then another place to have, as we in my family say, an exchange of fluids, um, that that's what we do. Uh, and so it's uh, and, and it does extend the trip a little bit, but um, but it's worth that's, it. yeah. it's worth it for the dogs. Well, do you have the big tarp that you lay down in the back of the car for the dogs? Because I know I don't do. have a tarp. Have uh. more. <laughs> have more hair the, the 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 that's what i try to plus, avoid though plus here's the other problem so up in in northern michigan where we have this cabin uh that my grandparents built 100 years ago uh all nine siblings got together this particular july 4th weekend and we had 14 dogs between them and i bought 40 people and Honestly, there's so many people and so many dogs and it's cabins and the walls are thin that what I do, and it's cool out, by the way, because it's Michigan. I leave my dogs at night. I put them in the minivan. I roll the windows halfway down. It's just like I've explained this. I've explained this to your predecessor, Gary Parrish, once upon a time because he was appalled. A minivan is just a big dog crate. That's all it is. It's just a big. As dog long crate. as you crack the windows, yes. As long as you and, and it's and it's Michigan. I wouldn't do that here. That would be insane. But yes. in Michigan, where it's you know it's forty eight at night and sixty two during the day, whatever. It got up to seventy five, I guess, during the day. But in the shade, I'm just talking about at night, at ten o'clock at night, when it's time to go to bed. Take the big dogs, put them in the minivan, and then I get them I... at six in the morning. And but what as a result, I get a better night's sleep. Yeah, but the minivan is the interior is ostensibly tan, but it's actually black. It is a now become a black interior because go, go to Amazon, is, get you a yeah. tarp that you 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 hook it on the a back tarp. of. Well, you hook it on the back of the front two seats, and you can either. Well, obviously, you probably put the seats down. Out of the down. front two seats, does it does it work as a barrier? Because that's the other thing. Kind right? of, the yes. Dogs yes. Want to get in the front? Yes, like the middle of the tarp will sort of cover them from getting in between the front two seats. So that 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 should be. Well, I could try that. I could try that right now. The minivan. Uh, I drive a 2005 minivan, uh, Toyota 2005 minivan, and um, and so it's kind of past salvage at this point. Like yeah. it's. It's at this. It's part of my anti-theft device. I think I've explained it before. It's my theft protection device in Memphis. I drive a car that no one would steal. Yep. Um, but uh, but anyway, it, it, the, the driving is kind of hell. But it's uh, uh, what was nice was um, a lot of good Grizzlies news happened while I was away. Chris Harrington and Drew Hill were able to write about it and talk about it over at the Daily Memphian. And when I returned, there was plenty to. Yes. Uh, plenty to talk about so there is no downtime people say well it's downtime it doesn't appear to be any downtime in sports anymore maybe the next few weeks but it so far there's been no downtime yeah no there's a lot that you missed do you want to start with the britney slap though the victor women yama britney slap ai generated headline what was your view my view is i think britney needs to have a little bit more self social awareness but you know i mean ultimately you know i i don't think you need to turn around and slap the first person that taps victor women yama on the shoulder right now they, they, they the, the the police said that if you break down the film, it appears that they the security guard slapped her and she slapped herself. Yes, in yes, the end. correct. 
And, uh, and stop it. From I, my I, scrutiny of it, that seemed to be an accurate, accurate view of what had happened. But that was one of the stories, Gabe, that I was perfectly happy to miss. <laughs> <laughs> and did not bring up on my two-hour radio show this morning. Well, see, I then I had to get, to I had to get your take on right this. Is this is a great Britney time to bring Spears. it up? Then, right? Great time. Yeah, I sailed right past it, and 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 had no opinion on that particular on that particular story. That is I, one I of the strangest it, it, headlines, it though, what ever. A big star. Yeah, it does suggest what a big star he is already. Yes, right. Like, for sure. That he is he is cracked through whatever that whatever that wall is between sports. Fan, and then the rest of the world, like right now, it's funny. Like there was an, an American won at Wimbledon today. Yep. I don't know the fellow's name, but he won at Wimbledon today. And 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 the I guess my point there's not there's not many tennis players. There are some. Federer I think is cracked through like the, you know on the world. Like there's sports fans, and then there's the rest of the world. And I think Victor Wembanyama has already sort of cracked through to the rest of the world. And, uh, and that's notable for the NBA, very clearly. Yeah, and uh, also this, the, 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 the underrated part of the story is uh, Britney Spears is an NBA savant. But we're talking with Jeff Calkins at Jeff underscore Calkins on Twitter. Um, you did miss the Derrick Rose signing. That is just damn cool. I mean, it's so, it's so cool. Okay. I saw John file his, uh, uh, his column about it. And the Daily Memphian today, um, and I, 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 I'm not going to. I, I tried to stay away from the most part of talking about the usefulness on the floor. I think there's a, a lot of usefulness off the floor, but overall, the nostalgia, the the feel good part of that story is unbelievable. Yeah, the 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 the, the nostalgia feel good part of the story is very clearly had nothing to do with why they did it, but doesn't mean it isn't real, right? right. Like it, it's very clearly. The Grizzlies had no interest one way or another. It's not that they mind me in nostalgia, but they didn't do it so they can have a Derrick Rose night or so that even though that would be cool, I'm in favor of it. They didn't do it so they could sell Derrick Rose, Grizzlies, juries. They didn't do it for any of those reasons. All of this sentimental nostalgia stuff is, is, uh, is an unintentional side benefit that the city gets from uh, the return of Derrick Rose but it's wonderful because there's no question. I mean, you just look at the teams that have been to the final four, the Memphis Tiger teams and the 72 team incredibly celebrated. Uh, the Dana Kirk team, uh, people talk about that era incredibly celebrated and the Derrick Rose team while celebrated and acknowledged as a truly awesome team and really the best era the most successful era in Memphis Tiger basketball history because of the John Calipari stuff. Like people feel different about John than they did about Dana or Gene Bartow, even though Dana Gene Bartow left uh, as well. And then the Derrick Rose stuff, it's just been a little like we don't, we don't talk about him that much. You know, we sort of, Oh, that was a fun time, but my God, it just ended badly. And, and I do think there is a real chance for some, um, you know, some, some healing, some maybe too strong a word. I don't know that there's injury or trauma to the city because of it, but I do think there's a chance um, to sort of right some wrongs and straighten out some relationships and, and to feel even better about an era when, that we should feel good about. So I like all that. And then the other thing that struck me as I was sitting there in my cabin in northern Michigan was 
apart from all of that, it just shows how unbelievably dedicated the Grizzlies are and focused the Grizzlies are on getting this job thing right. Yep. Yep. That that is obviously why they did it. Um, and the fact that they bring in Marcus Smart, basketball reasons there, obviously. Um, but then also feel the need to bring in Derrick Rose, not just for one year, but for two years, shows that, listen, they know, well, I mean, we got this Jaron Jackson Jr. thing figured out. We got Desmond Bain signed now to a long-term deal. Um, you know, we got some of the other critical pieces. We got Steven at, we've got to get the job. The most important thing we can do is to do everything we can do to make sure the jaw thing works and that we get the best version of jaw, a jaw who wants to be in Memphis, a jaw who uh, is, you know, is at his full powers in Memphis. And that's why they did this. And yep. I don't, I think it's, I think it's a, 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 a contract well spent because it, it is clearly the most important thing they can do more important than having a 13th man who might or might not contribute. And then the response from Ja has been phenomenal since then. That's the striking part of the whole thing. He, he seems very excited. And I would imagine, like, growing up, seeing who Ja is as a player, I mean, this is a guy he could mold his game at game after uh, at his peak. I mean, the, Ja has responded really well to knowing Derrick Rose is going to be in that locker room. Well, and that's obviously key. Like, it, it, people have said before, oh, well, they need, they need veteran leaders. They need veteran leaders. They need veteran leaders. And – Danny Green was in that locker room last year, and no one cared, um, yeah. partly because he was hurt, but also, with all due respect, he's got rings. He ain't Derrick Rose. Yep. And, um, and I think Ja is a certain kind of player with a certain kind of ego and a certain kind of style and everything else, and when he sees Derrick Rose, like there is a mutual admiration society there. There's no question. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Uh, Derek Rose, by the way, also had some of his off the court yep. stuff. Um, and so, yeah, it, it doesn't it, do any good to bring in a veteran quote unquote leader. If no one's going to listen to the, the veteran leader. It, it, and it, I think you, you saw with, 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 with Jaws response to Derek, but then also honestly, Marcus smart, when he was asked about it during the press conference, he said, listen, I'm going to have to come in and, and earn earn the trust. I can't just say I'm your leader. And I think that was very astute of him to say, you know, I got to come in and, and earn it too. But it's very clearly going to be a very different locker room than it was last year. Yeah. And I, it brought me back to Dylan Brooks. I don't know. You, you remember it. I'm sure of when he was asked about veteran leadership by somebody 
uh, in a, in a post game presser, and he said, "Who do you want to bring in?" Like the Udonis Haslam is he? That's a good vet, but he just want to no, bring I in the thirty five. That that's yeah. that, but Derek Rose fits. The, he he brought up Udonis Haslam as a good as a good uh, vet. Uh, Derek Rose seems perfect. Perfect. I mean, knowing the city of well, Memphis. Yeah, what, he, what he actually said, he was mocking the people who like. <laughs> Udonis Haslam would have been great, like if because Udonis Haslam had the has the has the history with the Heat, and so he's respected. But what in that in that what Dylan Brooks said at this was that he said, "Do you want to bring Dwight Howard? Do you want to bring Carmelo Anthony?" Right, he, right. He, but, he named guys who like you can follow. Demarcus Cousins was one, I think. Oh yeah. We still want to play in the league, and what does that do for us? You know, that doesn't do anything. It's not going to. That's not going to be leadership. You take Dwight Howard and stick him in this locker room. You think that's going to be leadership? But that's totally different than getting than getting Derrick Rose, mm-hmm. um, who who comes with. There's just a certain degree of respect there, um, and you you saw it immediately when Ja reacted the way that he did on social media. Now, last thing, Grizzlies related for. Uh... For Jeff Coggins, before we get to the uh, the the things I opened the the show on when it was uh, Bob Huggins and the Northwestern scandal, but um, the Dylan Brooks sign and trades official, the Rockets gave up a whole lot and paid a whole lot to Dylan Brooks, four years, eighty six million dollars, and then gave away five second round picks, KJ Martin, Patty Mills, Usman Garuba, Josh Christopher, and Ty Ty Washington, just so they could sign him to four years, eighty six million dollars. I again, I we've talked about this in the past. I don't know, you know, how sensical this is for the Rockets, but Hell of a job by Dylan Brooks and his uh, representation to be able to get him a, a contract like that. Yeah, good for Dylan Brooks. And I, it'll be better. You know, I, I don't know there'll be a play-in team, but they'll be better. And I think they're now interesting. Um, and so, um, you know, Dylan Brooks, for all of his flaws at the end, he brings a competitive edge to a team. That team missed that. Um, and he, although he was not exactly in all respects, the veteran leader that you wanted like back when this team started to like win some games and get some self-respect about it, you know, it was sort of Dylan was one of the people who was one of the leaders and yeah, we're not going to become kind of a laughing stock here. We're not going to be run over. Sure. Mark's gone now. Zebo's gone. Tony, like they're gone, but we are not going to be run over. And I, I, does that worth 20 million bucks in the defense worth 20 million bucks a year? I don't, you know, I don't, I I think it's an overpay, but I do think that he will bring something to that franchise. And, um, and obviously with the addition of Fred Van Vliet as well, they'll be dramatically better next year. In fact, if you look around the division, the whole division is going to be much more interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, I think Dallas has done good things. Obviously San Antonio got lucky. Uh, and and Dylan Brooks in Houston is going to be, you know, is I, I, he will help them. Will he help them to, enough to justify his contract? Maybe not, but he will help them. Also, speaking of the last thing on the Grizzlies, I lied. Do you, do you think the Grizzlies are better than they were roster-wise than they were a year ago? I think if – I mean, it, it's, it's hard to say because the roster last year never played together, yep. right? So – in some abstract roster sense, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I think, um, I think probably yes, but I think the the reason would be um, that everyone's a year older, right? It's it's not so much that Marcus Smart is that much better than Dylan Brooks. That's sort of the the the, the one change, the most significant change we've had. And then you have the addition of Luke Kennard, um, which I think is also good. I mean, everyone's going to be a year older. 
Um, and I think, you know, Jaron has the capacity to be better. But in the end, so much of this is going to depend on Ja. Like, yep. what is Ja going to come back as? So the name Ja Morant was on the roster last year, and the name Ja Morant is on the roster this year. Now, if this Ja Morant is, and I think there's a real chance of this, that he is more focused, more dedicated, uh, more inclined to, uh, you know, be in bed on the road by 12 o'clock, <laughs> more like, like, and if that is true, I think you can see a dramatically better John Morant. So if you have a better John Morant, if you've got a healthier Desmond Bain, because Desmond Bain was playing through injury right. the whole time, if you got the Jaron that we had for the end of last year who missed the first part of that season, like that's a, that's a much better team right there. And then, you know, whether it's I, – I, it, it hasn't been promising for Jake LaRavia and David Roddy, uh, but they're not going to be worse than they were last year. They haven't had a great summer. It doesn't feel like they've made a big step in the summer league, but whatever. You know, they're not going to be worse than they were last year. So you're missing Tyus. Will you add Mark? I, I think they're better. Yep. They clearly have the potential to be better. I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah, and the a- other thing I would say about it, and I said on my show this morning, is the vibes around this team – at the end of the season, the humiliating loss to the Lakers, um, the Dylan nonsense, the Josh stuff happening again. Like, even though big picture, I never lost faith in the team because I thought they were pretty well positioned. The vibes around the team were nasty, yep. right? Really. The job that that front office has done in turning around the vibes. Yep. Agreed. I'm excited. Yep. Aren't you excited? Yep. Yeah, 100%. 100%. It just feels better. It feels substantially better. You bring a veteran presence in. You, I, I feel like you did improve. As much as people want to talk about Dylan Brooks' height and the defense and how, how Marcus Smart doesn't lead to that, I think that he could play that same role on the defensive end while shooting less on the offensive end. I just feel like the vibes, though, for sure, are substantially improved. Substantially improved. Feels like Ja, while he's broken out of his Twitter hiatus, is only sort of mentioning positive things about his teammates and – He's he's away from Vegas at this moment, so I I, I agree with that. I agree with that sentiment. Yeah. Talk, talking with Jeff Calkins at Jeff underscore Calkins, columnist of the Daily Memphian, host of the Jeff Calkins Show, nine to eleven, right here on ninety two nine FM ESPN. What is your read of this Bob Huggins situation? He says he's claiming he never signed a resignation letter and never communicated a resignation with anyone at West Virginia. Although on June seventeenth, West Virginia put out the resignation uh, uh, statement that supposedly was signed by him. I, clearly, this is not a play. He says he wants to be reinstated as a coach. Clearly, this cannot be a play for him to be reinstated. It's but it's for money. Wrangling. But is it, is it for money? Yeah. I, I mean, he's made tens of wrangling for money. Yeah, it's just. But that in itself, he these are self. Man. Yeah, and this is self-inflicted. It's gross. It's gross. Yeah, it's gross. But but I think it's also like in the end, he's not going to be the coach. So it's just right. about money. And so it's and honestly, it doesn't. Um, it doesn't reflect well on him to no. the extent that, that, that already he's, you know, the legacy is a little bit, it, it ended the way it ended. This per, per, puts a little more of a bizarre sort of freak show circus and, twist to the ending. So no, does not reflect well. Who, on him. I, who I feel really bad for through this whole thing is Ren Baker. Ren Baker finally gets that power five right. job and he has to go through all this. Like it's despicable what, what Bob Huggins is trying to do to that. Athletic department. Ren's so good. No, Ren's good, fine. but I'm just saying like that is just, that's not a fun thing to deal with. And honestly, no. a, 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 something he shouldn't have to deal with with a coach who in a month span said uh, anti-gay slurs on Cincinnati radio right. and then blew a 2.21 right. 
on a damn breathalyzer test. You should know when it's time to step away. Yes, exactly right. You yeah. you, you have a sense of, 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 of decorum a little bit as he exits. Mm-hmm. Now, um, the Northwestern hazing scandal is pretty interesting as well. It feels like Northwestern's trying to hide behind that privatized institution sort of thought process with not releasing all of the details. But Pat Fitzgerald, who I have a lot of respect for throughout the years, he could lose a lot of that respect relatively soon with the hazing scandal they're dealing with. Yeah, and I, you know, it's funny. I was talking about this on my show, and Jeffrey said, well, you know, it's one player. It's really not one player. It's um, they did a full investigation of this, and they found widespread evidence of hazing. Like yep. that, the only thing they didn't find was um, was absolute proof that Pat Fitzgerald knew about it. You know, at some point when you've been there as long as he has, and it's your program, it does seem to me that the stuff, uh, if you didn't know about it, the answer would be, why the hell didn't you know about it? And I don't really believe, honestly, I don't really believe he, he didn't know about it. Um, so it is certainly telling, though, when the president you know, they come up with this original two week suspension and then the president uh, says, you know what? I may have aired uh, in. And so the president's already backing away. It's just a it feels like to me it's not going to end well for him. I thought one of the real telling signs was even in the initial punishment. They said they were going to have to have a neutral observer in the locker room. Yep. Can you imagine? I mean, you've you've been in lots of football locker rooms. Can you imagine what you would think of this person in the locker room who's just like? Oh, he's gonna get that 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 neutral observer is going to get hell in that locker room. It's crazy. Like if you can't trust your players and your coach to have a locker room where people treat each other with some degree of respect, you need different players or a different coach. You don't need a neutral observer right. in every locker room making sure people are decent to one another. That should be a baseline understanding of how a football team or any organization works. It's kind of crazy that that would be that it, that it's gotten that bad. And if it's that bad, then you need a new coach or yeah. different players. And, and I, I just don't get the suspension itself. Two weeks outside of football. I mean, clearly they're taking it. Uh, there's a. <laughs> And I'm going to say, obviously, a little bit tongue-in-cheek here, but there's a level of seriousness if you're suspending a coach for two weeks. Yeah, but not But clearly, clearly, there's a massive uh, level of unseriousness if you're not even punishing him for a game. And I think one reason why there's so much blowback now is that punishment did not at all seem to square with you know, with the investigation or anything else. And so now would, Hey, if he had been suspended for four weeks of the regular season, would there be as much, you know, would there be as much blowback? Maybe not. Maybe the president wouldn't be backpedaling like he's a, you know, like he's a free safety or something, but, (laughs) um, but yes, when you have that kind of um, those kind of allegations and you give someone two weeks during the summer, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like you're taking those allegations seriously. And I think at an institution like Northwestern, which, you know, sort of prides itself, whether it's true or not at putting things above football, um, 
it it doesn't this does not square at all with what Northwestern holds itself out to be. Now, last thing for you, Jeff. Um, New York Times disbanded their sports department today, and granted, they did buy the Athletic last year, which was five hundred fifty million, and that will be their primary sort of sports that they put up. But uh, having been in the game so long, like how do you how do you feel about the New York Times disbanding sports altogether? I guess the the journalists that they uh, that, that covered sports they're going to have do other assignments. But uh, how, how do you sort of feel about that with the New York Times uh, being w- at the top of the game, basically as they are? Um. Well, it's funny. I was actually talking to, um, for, for other reasons, I was talking to uh, Congressman Steve Cohen about uh, to today about some various things, and he was pointing out that when that Tyler Kepner, who's the baseball writer, was integral in getting uh, Minnie Minosa uh, 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 recognized and celebrated the way he should have been, mm-hmm. and 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 just wondering who is going to. Like who's going to write about sports and take it seriously? And 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 what my what my observation is is that sports writing and sports coverage has gone from being thoughtful coverage of games, thoughtful coverage of the issues around sports, thoughtful coverage of uh, trades and transactions, but all the things that go into, uh, in, into sports and the culture of sports, to what it's turned into is content personality driven content and takes that yep. is that can be sliced up into 30 second viral uh you know viral stuff or it's it's become barstool like that it that's what it is it's not hey what happened last night why did it happen let's have a, some thoughtful analysis of what happened let's have a an interesting feature let's have uh, off of that let's have a revealing feature off of that what you see is it's like let's instead have a guy screaming for 30 seconds and it'll go viral and saying something outrageous. And so it's not just, so the New York times did it and, and, and the LA times has also basically done the same thing over the last two days. And then you've seen all the people released at ESPN, um, many of whom like Gene Wojciechowski, for example, not a hot take artist at all, just a really good reporter about human beings and, um, you know, and issues and that sort of thing. All this stuff is being cut because what people are interested in is quote unquote content. And honestly, you see it in the way some newspapers are run too. It's all headline, 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 click, 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 click. And it's not, it's not exclusive to sports, but that's the phenomenon that we're seeing. And I sound like an old guy on my lawn, but it is true. It's just true, and I think it's a, I think it's sort of a sad day. Now the athletic does a good job, and they they own the athletic, and and there are some really talented people at the athletic. But all you have to do is is read the reaction from people either in the New York Times sports department or who've left there for one reason or another used to be, and you'll see that it is a it is a you know considered a a real blow to all of those folks. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it doesn't have to be the old crotchety thing. I think I think you're telling truth. I mean, that's that's what it has become. That's what it is. I mean, the guys that are still there that are being considered, especially at ESPN, that are being considered for job. You have Kendrick Perkins that could be a main NBA analyst on a pregame show here soon. And that I mean, that's nothing but hot. Takes. Well, that's the thing, it's right? Ridiculous. Like I, you're you're right. In the end it's of the day, ridiculous. And so, um, but that's it. It's 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 content and yep. and and 
there's nothing wrong with content, but if content is literally all heat and no light, which is what it often is, then no one is served by that. Yep. Um, and that's sports fans and that's fans of news and, and uh, generally. Yep, for sure. That's fair criticism. But Jeff, appreciate it, man. We'll do it again tomorrow. Yeah. Bye. Yes, sir. That's Jeff Calkins at Jeff underscore Calkins uh, on Twitter. Um, you can find all of his work daily, memphian.com. And you can find his uh, his radio work, 9 to 11, right here on 92.9 FM uh, ESPN. Now, Oxbow is a family-owned and operated retail store that has been making waves in Memphis and East Memphis for over a decade. They have Memphis-themed gifts and tees were less than a month out from our tour stop at TBC Southwind. Make sure you get over there. When I talk about their Memphis-themed gifts and tees, you can get the vintage uh, Grizzlies, vintage uh, uh, Tiger stuff, but also they have the Hush Y'all collection. Get over there. I have the hat on right now. Um, you can get shirts. Uh, you can get polos of that Hush Y'all collection. It's one of a kind. Get over there, and it will be great to wear on the weekend, Thursday through Sunday of the tournament. Also, they have vintage vinyl. They have sports memorabilia. They have hunting and outdoor gear. 964 June Road is where you can find them off Poplar on June Road behind the Amico Station, two-story storefront. Staff is friendly. They make you at home. They show you what you need to find. Uh, so get over there, 964 June Road. They also have your SEC favorites, Arkansas, uh, Alabama, Tennessee, you name it, they have it. Top summer brands, Genteel, Free Fly, Fair Harbor, Duckhead, Mizzen and May, 964 June Road is where you can find them. Also, you can go online and get anything on that online store shipped anywhere in the U.S. of A. If you're giving gifts out, if you want something for yourself, make sure you get to shopoxbo.com. And when you go there, use my promo code at checkout, The Gabe Show, all one word, all caps, G-A-B-E, The Gabe Show. You'll get 20% off that order, shopoxbo.com. And put in my promo code, The Gabe Show, for 20% off. But whether you're searching for that perfect outfit, unique gifts, vintage vinyl, sports memorabilia, hunting and outdoor essentials, Oxbow has you covered. Shop local, shop Oxbow. Now we have another um, sort of discussion point in the Mikey Williams saga. That is, preliminary hearing was delayed ultimately once from June 29th to July 12th. Now the preliminary hearing for Mikey Williams is being delayed from July 12th to September 5th. I'll tell you what I think about the lasting effects of what this means on the other side, right here on the Gabe Kuhn Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. It's the Gabe Kuhn Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Welcome back in. Um, over the weekend, we did learn one pretty substantial nugget about Mikey Williams, five-star recruit, guy that's committed to the University of Memphis. We know he pled not guilty to six separate counts, felony counts, of assault with a deadly weapon. The preliminary hearing was originally scheduled June 29th. It originally got delayed till July 12th. Now, in another update uh, from San Diego news organizations, it's being delayed from July 12th to September 5th. And the first delay, you thought, okay, maybe there's some type of discovery that Mikey Williams' team had figured out, and maybe they can delay this and get ahead of it, maybe plea it down to a misdemeanor, which is ultimately what you want if you want Mikey Williams to get to campus. You need this pled down to a misdemeanor of some sort. I know it's hard when you have six felony accounts, but um, that, that's what you're hoping for if you want Mikey Williams in Memphis. But being delayed till September 5th now, that, that runs the clock really, really thin. And I don't know any other way to read this besides Mikey Williams is probably not in the plans for the Tigers. And it's unfortunate um, it's a it's a bad situation made worse um, by by everything that has transpired. 
Um, but September 5th, we're talking about a month before they get into camp in October, and then the first game would ultimately be an exhibition against Lemoyne Owen on November 2nd. Even if you think he can make it to campus, um, he'll have to be you know, doing some type of Zoom for a preliminary hearing, and it's going to drag out throughout the season. That's what this tells me right now. But if you, if you pay attention to the tea leaves and you read what has gone on with that program and what Penny and that staff have done, they've kind of tried to recruit over him in a lot of ways. You're trying to go get Javon Quinterly. You have Caleb Mills in that, in that backcourt. Uh, you, you have a backup in Jalen Young. You have other pieces that you can slide into those roles. And, you know, we, we've been trying to count scholarships this whole time. Maybe they're counting, ultimately, even though, even though they haven't said it, maybe they're counting the Mikey Williams scholarship is open at the given moment to give to whoever decides to join next, commits next. But this is not a good, a good sign for Mikey Williams ever playing college basketball at any point. It's an, un, it's an unfortunate update, for sure. It's not, it's not what you wanted if you're the Memphis Tigers, but at the same time, we've discussed it over the last few weeks, they have done a very good job of making this roster not dependent on whether Mikey Williams is there or right. not. If he's there, great. That's a huge bonus. If he's not, I still think that they're going to be a very good basketball team. Well, again, like if you, just, if you read, if Javon Quinterly comes in, where's the, where, are the, where are the full minutes for Mikey Williams? He wouldn't be in that starting lineup if, if Caleb Mills and Javon Quinterly on campus. He'd have to get reserve minutes. And then even thinking about like it, it September 5th you're at the start of the semester he'd have to be back and forth it, you know the logistics of everything just don't seem to make sense at this point and, and the fact that it got delayed a second time doesn't tell me that necessarily Mikey Williams camp uh, or, or his lawyers found any more in discovery that they can help get this this plead down to a misdemeanor this is going to drag on for a while I always thought it was going to drag on I always sort of if I was a betting man, um, I always thought that Mikey Williams would never end up at Memphis, but this sort of adds to it right now. September 5th from July 12th is when his preliminary hearing has been delayed to. That, that, that runs that clock very thin. And the Tigers, again, the, the, the coaching staff has done a good job of trying to recruit over and figure out what they're going to do regardless if Mikey Williams make his, makes it to campus or not. Now, if you're a whiskey lover, let me tell you about something. Let me tell you. Go get that old Dominic Tennessee whiskey made right here in the heart of downtown Memphis, and it is distilled, barreled, aged, and bottled in Memphis. First time that's been the case since Prohibition. So it's not Tennessee whiskey. It would be Memphis whiskey, old Dominic Memphis whiskey. And it's onto its own. It's a really good flavor profile, maple sugar charcoal distilling, so you can drink it neat. Uh, you can put it on ice. You can mix a cocktail with it. They have a, a, a step-down version, their regular old Dominic Tennessee whiskey, and they have the bottled in bond for you. And here's what I have to point you in the direction of this week, July 13th. July 13th, coming up in three days, they will have their first release of their Old Dominic Single Barrel Tennessee Whiskey. Age five years, you can get down to the distillery. I'll tell you about the distillery in a second. But get down to the distillery, $80 plus tax. They're only going to have limited supplies available. But get down there. That is a great bottle that you're going to want to have your hands on if you are a whiskey lover. But if, if you're not a whiskey lover, they have an option for everybody. They have the gin. They have the Hewling Station selections that you can go for. Uh, they have vodka. Go to olddominic.com to check out all of their products. But... I have latched onto that Tennessee whiskey. It's available in Memphis, Arkansas, Mississippi, places in Missouri. Uh, you can ask for it at the liquor store. You can ask for it at, a, at your favorite locally owned restaurant. They will have it. Uh, but that state-of-the-art distillery, again, July 13th here in three days, head down for the, your first chance to grab $80 plus tax, their old Dominic single-barrel Tennessee whiskey. But also, stop by for a drink. Grab a cocktail. If you're out, at, uh, out in Memphis, uh, in downtown, 
go check out that bar area. They mix up good cocktails every single night. You can also join them for a tour and tasting that you can book at olddominic.com. Um, and if, you, if you're looking to host an event, a wedding, wedding reception, check that out as well, olddominic.com, and they will have the event schedule in there for you. But there's more. Old Dominic is the official spirit of the Memphis Grizzlies. So look at, for all of their great products at those two bar locations in the club level at FedEx Forum, whether you're watching a uh, concert of your favorite artist, whether you're checking out a, a comedian, or you're just watching a game, they will have those craft cocktails for you at FedEx Forum. OldDominic.com is where you can find the information. Old Dominic Distillery, come say hi. Now, Mission Impossible is being released tonight. So in honor of that, in small talk, Connor and I will give you a rundown of our top five Tom Cruise movies. You can send in your list as well at G underscore Coon 71, at C Dunning 929, or at 929. ESPN. We'll be right back. 92.9 FM ESPN. We talk ball every weekday from 4 till 7 p.m. Except right now. It's time for Big Man Small Talk on 92.9's Gabe Coon Show. Now, welcome back in to the Gabe Coon Show. 92.9 FM ESPN. We'll get to Small Talk in a second. We're going to rank our top five favorite Tom Cruise movies um, with Mission Impossible coming out tonight. Good review so far. But uh, some things have they, they cannot wait. This is just in via ESPN and multiple other sources. Pat Fitzgerald is being fired by Northwestern. Fired by Northwestern. They tried the Friday news dump. They tried to do a two-week suspension outside of football season. But because of the hazing allegations and a supposed culture now coming out, of enabling racism, he has been fired at Northwestern. This is a statuesque coach considering what he's been able to do. I think that goes away now considering what what has transpired. And I'll say this. These details that Northwestern was not releasing, they must be pretty damning if they're pulling the string here. And obviously it's a shout-out to, honestly, the student news organization for trying to shed light on it throughout the weekend. But this is a – Insane turn of events for Pat Fitzgerald in that Northwestern football program. I guess he did know what was going on in the locker room. I guess huh? so. I guess so. I mean, I, of all of the the lack of information we've had, Northwestern must have the information to move on this. And if they don't, they better hope they're right because this is this could be if if they come back and Pat Fitzgerald can rid himself of all evils and say he didn't know anything about it, which, again, I think is really hard to say considering uh, he's been the coach there for so long and this could have happened under his nose for a long time. Um, But if he can come back and say he didn't know about it, there could be some pretty damn serious litigation. But Pat Fitzgerald is fired at Northwestern. And we're talking about, I mean, July 10th? Big Ten media days are on July 16th or or, or 26th. They're 16 days away. That's going to be an interesting process. And I, who are they going to hire? Are they just going to put an interim tag on somebody? That's the only thing they can reasonably do at this point in the calendar. Could you give that interim to, to an assistant coach, though? Because wouldn't the idea be that they also knew what was going on? I, I guess. Oh, gosh. Yeah. You're right. It's a mess. It's a mess. And I would expect here in the next few hours, next coming days, next week, there's going to be a lot of former players standing up for Pat Fitzgerald, and I think it'll fall on deaf ears because if they're, if Northwestern is moved to make this decision with the information that they have available to them, again, not fully available to us, they, they must know something's wrong here. And I think also it makes what they try to do with that Friday news dump even more 
despicable and suspicious and probably worse. They tried to get it out of the news cycle so they didn't have to deal with it, but they're going to have to deal with it. They're going to have to deal with it. Now, I don't even know how we transition from there, but (laughs) there we go with a little music. Tom Cruise. All right. Um, Because you're the uh, cenophile, um, I'm going to go ahead and, and rock with my top five. Um, but I, I'm excited. I'm do you excited want to alternate like mission. we did last yeah, time? Yeah, let's do it. I'm excited for the new Mission Impossible. Um, and honestly, if you go to the tomato meter, it's at the top of the list right this second. So, As and I'm surprised be. you're not. I'm surprised you're not going to be there tonight. But you have to. You have to hoop a little bit. I got to hoop. Yeah. Um, but I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and lead us off with number five. And this again, these are these are my favorite. And he, some of these are supporting roles because I haven't seen the entire full. I haven't seen everything in the. In, he has in Tom. 43 movies. It's yes, a lot of movies. I haven't seen everything. Um, but I'm going to go Tropic Thunder. Yes, Gabe! Give me Same. Tropic Thunder. Yes. yes! Yes! In the fat suit dancing around. Yeah, give me Tropic Thunder. That's underrated. I'm right there with underrated. you. Underrated. I'm right so, there with okay. you. Tropic Thunder is my number five. Les Grossman, one of the best cameos of all time. No one knew that it was him until the final credits rolled. When the first time I saw the movie, I didn't realize it was Tom Cruise until his name popped up, and the whole movie changed for me. Just unbelievable. Every line he says to Bill Hader is hysterical. We yes. cannot repeat a single no, thing he says. absolutely not. <laughs> At the end, he's dancing a ludicrous. Yeah, no. Swing I, past I, I the and then here's another one, um, supporting role, but I'm going to go The Outsiders at number four. Watch Ooh. it. Growing up, and it was, it was definitely a – we had to read the book and then uh, watch it in school, but I always I always enjoyed The Outsiders. Fair enough. Uh, my number four is going to be Rob Reiner and Aaron Sorkin's uh, A Few Good Men. I thought that this was tremendous. Demi Moore, Jack Nicholson, of course, it's the, the courtroom drama with the two Marines uh, charged with murdering a colleague with orders from Jack Nicholson. It has the famous scene, you can't handle the truth, but Tom Cruise is tremendous in this movie. He introduced him to Demi Moore, and everybody knows about that love story there. So a few good men's, my number four. I think it's one of his best performances. Now three, let's go a little sports style. Let's go Let's go. Jerry Maguire here at number three. Are we Are we agreeing on everything today, this is Connor? The same, same. Yes. Jerry Maguire same, same. number three. Same, same. Show me the money, baby. Show it. Show it. We got to. Yeah, I mean, that, it's a sports show. It's it's. it's I mean, to. it's a perfect love story. It's one of the best ever told in American cinema. It's one of his best acting performances. Cuba Gooden Jr. Mate, you could argue one of the best supporting roles of all time. Maybe the best sports character we've ever had in a movie. Amazing. That's amazing. A, that's a, that's that's pretty. That's steep right there. I mean, dude, it, it, it's hard to beat that role. And it's like straight-up sports movies. He was amazing. And then the top two for me, I'm going to do them two and one, and I'm just going to go as a whole. I'm going to go Top Gun 2 and then Mission Impossible, everything, as a, as a, as a series, if you will. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go number one. Fair enough. Fair enough. I limited myself to one Mission Impossible. Of course you did. Run. Of course you did. I had to. I just rewatched that, all the Mission Impossible movies, right. all the ones that have been released okay. so far. And what, but two did, sucks. Did, let me ask two you this. Terrible. Let me ask you this. Did you go in with a thought of what was going to be best and come out with a different thought, or did it all sort um, of coincide? I've seen all of them recently enough that I wasn't surprised by any. of uh, To be honest, three was much better than I remember. Philip Seymour Hoffman is unbelievable in that movie as the villain, probably the best villain in the entire series. The first one is so special because it is Brian De Palma. It's the first time that you're introduced to the character. There's this, there's, there's, there's sexuality underlay of that movie that's right under the surface that the rest of them don't really have. It's super spy. But for me, pound for pound, I think that Mission Impossible Rogue Nation is the best of them. It introduces Rebecca Ferguson. It introduces the big bad for the rest of this series. Um, it's kind of the level up of Mission Impossible movies. The impressive thing of it is from three to six, I think each movie gets better. 
Uh, but Rogue Nation for me just has a special spot. The opera sequence when they're trying to shoot each other with the snipers in the opera and he's trying to prevent an assassination from going down. It's electric television, electric movie making. It's fantastic. Christopher McQuarrie does a great job. My hottest take is he should have directed the new indie movie instead of James Mangold. I think it would have looked better. There's a chase scene in Rogue Nation that just never stops. Yep. It's amazing. Yeah, right now, um, Dead Reckoning Part 1 might take over. It might. Consider like the does. reviews. I, I think say, the I first 54 reviews, it was 100% on Rotten Tomatoes and the tomato meter. It's only gone down from there to 99%. It's going to be awesome. That's what I'm trying to say. I, like, I wonder, I, it, again, like critics and people don't necessarily, like people watching the movie and critics don't necessarily mesh in their movie opinions. But this one seems like a resounding absolute yes from everybody who's been able to get the early screening. The practical stunts and what they do, it begins with Rogue Nation. So it's like the blueprint for what we've seen from Mission Impossible the last few years. But my number one, 100%, no doubt about it, it's got to be Top Gun Maverick. It is the theater experience of Top Gun Maverick. Not the OG. That's my dad's favorite. But for me, seeing it with my family, being in IMAX, you could feel the engines in your bones. (laughs) It was unreal. I cried like two times just from pure nostalgia. It was fantastic. Tom Cruise was back. I thought everybody in the movie did a great job. The send out of ice, that whole thing was extremely emotional. I thought they did it very, very well. The action scenes are some of the best you've ever seen. And the fact that they were actually in those in those planes doing some of this stuff is, hey, is remarkable. Speaking of which, how long until uh, Tom Cruise gets his wish of doing the uh, manned mission in outer space? Probably and doing his stunt in outer space. Probably. I think Tom Cruise wants to die on screen. So, like, just some of the stunts that he has done are... Insane, like Rogue Nation opens with him hanging off yeah, the side I, of a no, plane. I, as it's I understand, off. I understand, but I'm <laughs> saying he wants to, he is he is actively he's trying to seek out going to he's outer space. He's teasing death. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And he wants to be the yeah, first person like, who's not Fast an and Furious can do it. do it. If Fast and Furious can do it, if Vin Diesel can do it, so can I. <laughs> I hear you. Or I guess Ludacris. Yeah. But that'll do it for small talk. Still plenty to come on the show. Uh, one more hour left, and we'll start that hour out in Vegas with the Michael Cole. Right here on the Gabe Kuhn Show, 92.9 FM, ESPN. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.